0: Hello and welcome to Discover Podcasting, episode 23. We've been gone a few months, uh, recollecting and regrouping. Took a short break over the summer, but we are finally back. Uh, I am your host for this episode, Rich Yamamoto. And to my left, I have Gage. Hi. To my right, I've got Evan. What's up? And somewhere in the near vicinity of me, I've got Patrick. Hey, what's up? And behind me in the background is Mr. Taylor. Oh. And we are super excited. We're, we're kicking things off right. We're, um, we have a guest on the show today. His name is Mike Longerin. Is that right?
1: Lonergan, yeah. Lonergan. Almost.
0: Oh, Almost got it. Almost got stuff. it. All right. So um, so why don't you kind of start off by, you know, kind of introducing yourself a little bit, t- telling us about yourself and, and kind of how you got into uh, what you're doing now.
1: Sure. Well, so, so my name is Mike Lonergan. I'm the uh, program director for an organization here in British Columbia in Canada. It's uh, called BC Blind Sports and Recreation Association. So we're, we're a group that works with blind and visually impaired individuals of all ages. But, you know, I've worked with kids who are in preschool right on up to adults in their 90s who are who want to take part in some kind of sport or physical activity, right? We want to do some, it doesn't have to be competition. It could be just regular going for a bike ride or, you know, doing something physically active because, you know, physic, being physically active is important, right? For everybody, all ages. Right. So right. my background is I was actually an elementary school teacher when I first graduated from university. I uh, did that for five years. At the same time was actually starting to coach track and field uh, at a university as part-time just doing that is because i'd been a runner and got involved and i mo- actually moved from teaching into coaching full-time so i worked with a uh, the national training center i worked with the university i uh, worked with athletes from high school on up to athletes in their 40s 50s and 60s sometimes just anyone who's taken part in middle distance running in fact i came to kansas city for indoor competition many many years ago with oh, no nice. it was uh it was a lot of fun so that, that was kind of what I was doing. And then I left coaching and came to this job 20 years ago, uh, more than 20 years ago now. Now, with my job as a program director, what I do, I do a number of things. One of the things I do is work with schools and kids in school. In British Columbia, our students don't go to a school for the blind. They have, uh, we had one many years ago, but uh, now they're all out in an inclusive environment. They're all over our province. And our province is quite big. It takes four hours to fly from one end to the other. In fact, sometimes it's so big. It's a big big province, right? And so, you know, we have students all over there. So one of my jobs is to go to those schools uh, and help the teachers, especially in phys ed activities, PE, help them adapt the program for the particular issue that students have. I I mean, not all blind kids are created equal, right? Everybody's got a bit of a different background, different uh, level of vision. Uh, When did they lose their vision? If they, you know, did they ever have vision? All those things are really important when we're trying to design something, some physical activity, right? How does the gym set up? How do you, what kind of equipment do you use? And because most of our teachers don't have that experience, I'm able to go out and work with them. Uh, we have itinerant vision teachers, right? So they're my kind of the people I work with. So I work with all over the province doing that. That's the school part of my job. Uh, I also do, we have programs with preschool kids and early intervention. So a family that has a child that found out they have a vision issue or a visual impairment of some sort, we help them in showing what what's possible, what activities, what how to adapt things, make sure they're doing something physically active. So we help with that. And we also have teams like goalball, obviously a very popular blind sport. Uh, Part of my job is coaching goalball at different times over the years. I've been a referee. I've been a team leader to the Paralympics with them. Uh, We have a number of national team players that train in our group. So I work with that as well. Uh, I also help introduce new sports around the province to not only kids, but adults. So blind tennis is one of the sports that we're really pushing right now. It's just a fairly fairly new activity around here, and so we have a special ball that we use that, uh, and that's for all ages, right? It's they can be low, they can be high school kids, students, you know, elementary school, or adults. We had an 87 year old lady who's visually impaired playing tennis with her 60 year old daughter, right? We so that's the kind of stuff we get to do. And then we have teams, of course, we organize competitions, we have dragon boat teams, we put on events like uh, national championships for goalball a number of times, we've done uh, oh, some of the things like uh, dragon boat competitions, we've done lawn bowling, which is a popular sport with a lot of older individuals around the world who are blind. Uh, those, are, you know, we help organize those events. So that's all part of my job at this point, doing all those different things. And then the other part is I actually work with some universities, trying to teach the teachers how to work with someone who's blind. Right. So it's there's lots. It's a whole variety of things that I do, and you know a lot of it came from my background. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Someone said I had the best job in the world, and they're right because I get to travel around our province, around our country, and around the world sometimes for different events. So it's it's a real. It's a job, with a lot of fun. That's, I, that's what I get to do every day. Wow. Everybody...
0: That is cool. So I want to touch on something you mentioned. Sure. Uh, well, I want to touch on a couple of things. I'm kind of loaded with questions now. <laughs> that's good. Um, so wine tennis. Yes. And lawn bowling. Yes. How do those work?
1: Okay. I'm, so I'm actually I have a, a tennis ball. Can, can oh, you yeah, hear the oh, sound? Yeah.
0: yeah
1: it's like a foam ball but it's got it in the middle of it is a like ping pong ball and inside the ping pong ball are a couple of bb's like little metal balls Mm. and so it they're made in japan the ones we have uh it's played around the world now there's world championships in fact in it tennis it's a bit different in that they this is a smaller tennis court than normal right so they, they make it a little bit smaller and they have uh raised you know how goalball has lines that are raised on the floor yes sir tennis has a, sim- a similar thing for parts of the court so the players is going to feel it with their feet so you know someone who's totally blind would play typically against someone who's totally blind and so you, you adapt the rules a bit the ball can bounce twice or three times which may gives you a longer time to hear it move and then move towards it other than that you use a regular racket use a regular net and this the ball is different right it's it's better indoors obviously because of the sound but there are lots of them that play outside as well so that's that's one of our that's one of the newer sports it's, it's, I, th- it's, I find it quite popular probably why we don't really know of it
2: like I, it's probably why like it's so interesting though
1: we yeah know. it's it's honestly in europe and japan that's a, it's, a, it's starting to be a lot bigger so there i mean there's whole, all kinds of groups on you know obviously in the internet you can find that have information on it so
0: that does
2: it. I'm
1: going to
2: Japan right
1: now. <laughs> I just go to Canada. That's true. And you asked about lawn bowling. You said lawn bowling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lawn bowling is it's a, a sport that's played a lot in the Southern Hemisphere, so in a lot of countries that have a British background. It's played in the grass, and it's I don't know if you're familiar with bocce or boccia. Yep,
3: where
1: yep. You, where you're throwing the balls in the grass to a like a, a white ball, and that's similar. That lawn bowling is. Uh, On a big green we call it and it's on a rink not like a hockey rink but they call it a rink and it's on you roll the ball one ball goes the target ball goes down the green and then you try and roll your ball closer to it uh like and there's uh usually two one two it's either one against one two against two three against three four against four you can play different ways and you take turns rolling you each usually have four balls to roll the balls are a bit different in that they're weighted on one side, so they don't roll in a straight line. They actually, have a bit of a bias and they curve. You can make them curve around things and stuff. So, it's it's a mostly adults that play it in North America, but uh, certainly in South America or, or Africa, like in South Africa, New Zealand, uh, Australia, uh, Malaysia, they play a lot of it, and even the kids play a lot. So. And we've adapted it for blind. We just have you'd, all you have to do for the blind is have someone who tells you where to go, right? They basically your guide, and they tell you how far down it is, how what kind of curve to put on. Wow! So
0: this is different than
1: regular bowling, then? Is that correct? Yes, it's different. It's played outside on a, on the grass or on a fake grass a lot now too. So yeah, it's it's not like alley bowling. No, it's a bit different. It, I mean, there's 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 clubs and stuff in, in in the United States, but there's probably a lot more in Canada just because we have a pretty big British background. Okay,
0: that's really cool.
1: But you know, the, the, those are the, you know we can adapt to almost every sport, right? It just, right. It's just sometimes it's just the equipment gets adapted. Sometimes, sometimes it's the rules, right?
3: Yeah,
1: I, I mean, goalball is obviously its own invention, its own completely designed for blind people but everything else most of the other sports are just adapted it, okay. which is what i get to do
4: nice and you tell me what made you want to do the job that you do now
1: well you know it was I, my coaching career was coming up. the athletes i was coaching were uh, getting older i had a, had a group for a long time they got to the olympics they were quite good but you know they get move on start to retire my kids were getting older I needed to do things with them more. And so I looked for a job that kind of combined everything else. So because I was a teacher and and had that background and because I've been a coach and had organized lots of different events already, just because of uh, my involvement with track and field and, you know, organizing races and championships, this job would kind of fit everything. And they were looking for someone who would work in the schools because I had experience as a teacher, it was it was a great way for me to sort of get involved and help build that program. So it you know honestly it was it's an athlete is an athlete they're blind or they're low vision or they're deaf or in a wheelchair they're still an athlete. So my athletic background was able to uh, I you know it's for me it was just working again with people and that you know that's I, the most joy I get is working with people. So much better than just always being in an office,
0: right? Absolutely, and more active too.
1: Uh, well, it is physically active, but for the most part, yes.
0: So why, why people with visual
1: impairments? Why? Because, honestly, because there was a job there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, that's, really, and I mean, I knew a couple of people who, I knew some visually impaired athletes from my track career, uh, my coaching, there's a number the guy that was in fact, the guy that hired me was a coach who coached blind athletes, and they always trained at the same center I did, so I knew them, like, you know, I was familiar and it was, it was a job. I mean, I would have taken a job in teaching. I would have taken a job in wheelchair sports even, but uh, it was there. And I was, you know, I had the background. So I learned a lot about blindness in my first year. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's like, there's a, there's a lot to learn. I'm always still, of course, but uh, you know, it, 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 it was something, it was just being with people and doing jobs that, you know, I like the traveling part too, moving around a bit going from city to city, as opposed to just being in one spot. I was used to that in track. So it was a natural progression to be able to do that again.
0: Okay. So is there like, is, do you have a favorite sport that you've adapted or played that was adapted?
1: Um, I, I mean, goalball was something that I really didn't get into. So my first, my second or third year, when I had some athletes say, Hey, we want to start a goalball team again. They were athletes in other sports. And that really piqued my interest. And I, it was something I could use. A, like one of my favorite things is to go to a school and where there's a, a student with low vision and introduce goalball. And he, because we wear blindfolds, every kid can play it. It's a great introduction to what vision loss is like for some kids and how kids adapt in the classroom. And it, it, it's a sport that every, I've never met a class that didn't like to play it. From kindergarten, I played it with kindergarten. kids way up to grade 12. And wow. so it, it's, you know, that's, goalball is probably my favorite adaptive sport, for sure. I'm um, other sport. I mean, I love hockey. I played hockey when I was younger, ice hockey. Uh, we have blind ice hockey in Vancouver. Uh-huh. In fact, that's we have it across hilarious. Canada. In fact, the United States is starting to develop quite a good blind hockey team.
3: Whoa. With a,
1: we have a special puck, right? It's a great big metal ah. puck. You can hear everywhere. It also breaks the glass if you hit the glass, but we try not to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it it hurts, too, when it hits you. But, hey, you wear pads, right? So it's okay. Uh, But hockey is my favorite sport to watch, probably. Goalball is my favorite sport to coach. And track and field was my own favorite sport to participate in, just because I loved running. It was fun. It was, You know, that's what I coached. So I kind of have three different levels, right? You're and so I've nice. been known to watch the Kansas City Chiefs once in a while.
3: Yeah. It's
1: yeah. a little bit of football, right? Oh, yeah. Especially when they get beat by Seattle. Sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that is fun. Uh, do you still do running as like a hobby or anything?
1: You know, I don't. In fact, uh, I, didn't, I haven't for about 20 years. I had some in- issues with my, my knees and hips. And and so I've had I, I was I was doing long jump for a while at my end of my running career and I didn't do a lot of good to my knee apparently so I've had to replace one knee and one hip so wow. I, it's hard to run but I can ride a bike I can I mean I can do every sport pretty much now I, it's and not I can sleep at night because my hips new and my knee is new so it feels better <laughs> I would love to run but it's just not going to happen with the the knees and the hips unfortunately so.
4: What
1: do you do as a hobby outside of work? Uh, I do a lot of bike riding these days. I, you know, it's uh, I can get on and off the bike with all my legs hurting. It's, you know, the, we have lots of uh, bike trails around our city and our area, so that's probably my most active thing that I do. Um, you know, I even took up uh, paddleboarding this summer. We've got some paddleboards, and we did a little bit of that. Um, so that's that's kind of my physical activity. And you know, other than that, going to the library this week it, my daughter's getting married in two days, so we've been doing a lot of that stuff. <laughs> oh,
3: congratulations. Congratulations. That's yeah. that's
1: taking up a lot of that's taking up a lot of time. But it's uh yeah. you know, it's just part of that's what happens, people get married. That's the way they go. So yep. yeah, you know, I, I try and keep physically active. I mean, I'm not playing goal ball or anything, but I've seen how hard <laughs> they throw the ball. So oh, <laughs> oh,
2: it is so much yeah. fun. I have it gotten- is a
1: great game, absolutely. I, I've taught two, two, over 2,000 classes, and literally wow. none of them have not liked the game. It, it's just a great, it's a great introduction to blind sports, but it's also actually kind of a lot of fun, right? So yeah, it it's is. So,
0: much fun. so much fun. Yeah, I, I love goalball, and but I'm afraid to compete against Evan over here. Right? <laughs> okay. He's such a hard role. This dude's pretty athletic, and he'll like. He'll run like ten min, 10 seconds, second, sixty meters.
1: Oh, good, yeah. Um,
0: so he's he's super fast, and yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's pretty violent with his ball. Uh, <laughs> it's terrifying to watch.
1: It's hard. It's hard to teach throwing. You know, it's, that's one of the hardest things yeah. to teach someone who's low vision or blind is how to throw that ball so hard.
4: Yeah. So it's a good not, skill to have. I mean, I can throw it really hard as well. It's just that, I, my energy level is not that great, so I run. At- <laughs> very fast because
1: I'm so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting I mean it's, it's a fun sport right obviously you guys oh, played oh, oh, yeah. it so okay. it, it's it's just it's a great it, it's a sport you get to travel I really like it because a lot of the kids we, we have to bring kids from all over the place like you guys are in a school are you a residential school right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so our kids are could be literally three mountain passes away from each other so Organizing practices and stuff is interesting, right? Trying to get them all in the same area at the same time to play, but because most of the, I can teach their class, at least they have someone else who will play with them, right? So yeah, it's you know organizing teams is a little more difficult just by the size of our, our of our province, right? So that's that makes it a little more challenging, but it's still fun to play.
0: Did you did you go to the Paralympics this year? In
1: Tokyo? I didn't go this year. No, uh, one of our girls went on our, our national team for a goal ball. Uh, but nice. I didn't get to go this time. I went, I went, uh, in 2012, I went to London as a oh. team manager. So okay. great experience. Uh, lo- always a lot of fun. Yeah. It's like, like, you know what? It's a lot of people together, a lot of different sports. The, for me, it was competition and sports. Those are all important. But also was also, you know, you, you see your friends from around the world because our teams do play teams. From, we play United States. A lot of our competitions back here in Washington or you know where we go down just south of our border and play in Oregon as well so we see a lot of people all the time and you know a lot of them are the national team so we run into each other all the time it's, it's a lot it's goal, goalball players are usually pretty friendly with each other they're not they're not mad at each other all the time they play they're competitive but they're, they actually are pretty friendly to each other so that, that's always a lot of fun when I was a referee it was great to travel around and see other referees too as well so and the coaches are all great it It's a lot of fun it's just a very social thing to do
3: right yeah Yeah.
1: teams are good doesn't matter what team it is they're good to do they teach you a lot i think so
0: yeah so what is what is the process of adapting a sport what what are the problem what are the types of things that you that you see that need to be adapted to make a sport accessible to someone with a visual impairment
1: well i mean so they take basketball for instance so for me, it's finding out, number one, what I tell the teachers is what does the student actually see? Like, how much can he see if he has no vision or does he have partial, is he partially sighted, right? right. And if, with no vision, the things I would like to find out is did he ever have vision or feet? Did they ever see anything? Did they have a, did they learn those motor skills already? If they've never had vision, it's a quite a bit different process. And it takes a lot more repetition, and you know, so it's someone who's partially sighted. Do, do they have vision issues in the bright light? Is it albinism? Is it, uh, can they get hit by a ball? I mean, some cases, people have to be careful, right, with their with their retinas, stuff like that. You have to be careful. So finding out what the condition the student has, what or the individual has, and when they lost their vision, those are the kind of the things that we find out, and then we adapt from that on. So basketball. Maybe they can actually see the ball, but maybe they need a specially colored ball. You know, in a gym, the Walls are usually brown. The floor is brown. So sometimes a brown basketball is hard to see that for anybody. A, but a, you know, a, 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 So maybe it means changing the color of the ball. Maybe that helps that particular student. Uh, maybe they can only see it on one eye and one side. So you need to make sure they play in an area. Uh, putting bells and balls is good for some sports, like goalball for sure. Soccer, you have to have sound as well. Uh, basketball is hard because the ball is in the air so hard. And you yeah. don't hear the bells. Yeah, they're on the it's ground. Good. Yeah, they, it's the only rattle on the ground. So uh, literally, you can hear a ball when it, when it hits the ground anyhow. So basketball is an interesting thing. Sometimes you, I mean, sometimes bells do help, but it's not certainly not the only answer. Uh, other sports like uh, soccer, we have a special ball for soccer that's played around the world. And it's a yeah. low bounce ball, so it doesn't bounce as much, but it makes a rattle sound. And it, so it's easier to hear. Uh, it's in a smaller space, too, a smaller field. We can use the walls. So it's sometimes it's changing the rules. Sometimes it's changing the equipment. In soccer, change the equipment and some of the rules. Hockey, we just changed the puck, and we changed one rule. They have to make a pass uh, once they cross the blue line in hockey, just so that the goalie knows the puck is coming. Because he's usually in ice hockey, blind ice hockey, the goalie is totally blind. They're <clears> the <throat> ones with no vision
2: that would be terrifying
1: <laughs> but they, I mean, they have the most pads so it's okay they, oh, they're see. the ones that really have a lot of pads so that you know we we changed the rules there uh things like volleyball that's really hard to do uh any any sport that has a ball in the air you really have to be adapt to whatever that student can see so it's what they can see when they and you know do they have the do they know the motions? Do they know how to run in track and field? Do they know how to actually run comfortably and efficiently? That's, that's something we have to teach them sometimes because they've never seen anybody run. So you have to learn all those little skills, right? So it's to me, it's a big puzzle sometimes. It's kind of fun. That's part of my job, and it's fun to help figure out what works for what student, right? And it's they're all different. With the older adults, it's a bit different model, but they ha- actually had vision, so they, how they, the sports they they pick up or it's a little bit different. They actually know some of the things and know the movements when I mention it or tell them how to move. They actually have done it before. So that helps. And, you know, they're often losing their vision as they get older. So they've had learning go on already. So that's a bit of a different thing. So with them, you know, the sports aren't usually, they're they're usually less, the more sedentary sports, right? They're, they're not less, they're not as active perhaps, unless it's something like dragon boating or, tandem cycling and it's a bit different too so it's figuring out what they can see and what actually works for them and you know that's it's different for everybody so it's 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 not just eight not a, as i said before not all blind people are created equal you got to figure out what they have that's different so yeah makes
0: sense makes sense so yeah awesome i mean
1: it's, th- there's lots of adaptations you can do you just got to figure out which one works right yeah yeah yep. I mean, tennis, it's a ball in a smaller court, right? So that it's still tennis. They still use yeah. a racket, right? Still use a ball. So it's tennis. You know, we don't want to, ch- I don't want to change it so much that it isn't actually the sport that was supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, you want sense.
1: to be able to recognize the sport. So,
2: yeah.
1: And you want your friends to be able to play it with you. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Whether they're sighted or blind, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you want to be able to do the same thing.
2: Yeah. We, we took goal ball to a few, you know, like public schools in our area that some of us went to uh, or actually no, one of us went to, (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't me or anyone in this room. But anyway, it happened and it was so much fun actually trying to teach. uh, They were totally excited people and we were teaching them about goalball and how it worked, how to play. And it was actually a lot of fun. There were some naturally gifted people there like who could actually really do really good throwing. Oh,
1: it, you know I, it's interesting because i've done that so much but it's sometimes it's interesting who the best players are to start with sometimes it's the one who actually listens to the instructions <laughs> as opposed to the sometimes the superstar basketball player or football or if you name it they're not that good at goalball because they're so used to using their vision to yep. make their sport move i mean in the end they're probably going to be pretty good at it but it their learning curve is a bit different when they take the vision away, right? It's they're, right. they're lost, <laughs> and sometimes it's the little kid in the corner who listened to what you said, who's actually good at it because they know how to do it. They figured it out real, real quick, right? Right. So I always found that a lot of fun to do. Like, man, this kid knows his stuff, you know? Yep. Yeah. We
0: were we were playing soccer in the gym a couple of years ago. It was blind soccer. Yep. And uh, I don't know if Patrick was there for this, but. We were playing, and I got hold of the ball, and my responsibility was to kick it to the other side. Well, the rules never said you couldn't kick it above somebody's head. <laughs> and oh I'm a violent kicker sometimes. <laughs> I was in an exceptionally grumpy mood that day, and I <laughs> took all my aggression out on that ball, and that ball just went woo, over somebody's head like two centimeters yeah, away from this girl's it, it face.
3: almost,
0: hit her, it almost face. hit her square in the face. Oh and I got a talking to that I had never seen the like of.
1: <laughs> well, you know, accidents happen sometimes, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter if you're sighted or blind, with... that's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: especially with Rich. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think you know, being able to adapt different sports to make it all to make them all inclusive is really uh, an incredible thing that you know, we don't we don't necessarily see all the time. And I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun playing all these different adaptive, adapted sports and, you know, beat baseball is a lot of fun too. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: See, we don't have a lot of that in Canada. I, I've got a beat baseball set. I Mm -hmm. got from, I went to a meet, I found out about it. I got a set. You know, it's an interesting, (laughs) our hockey team played it and it was pretty dangerous (laughs) because they they were older. They were used to ice hockey and They were used to, most of them had vision before. They I mean, were not used to being blindfolded. They kind of ran around and not in a safe manner. So it's been an interesting learning curve for us to, to teach it. I, I actually, what I do, sports days. One of the things I do is I put on a sports day for all the kids in one district. So all the blind kids get together. We have a, like a regular school sports day, but we just do adapted sports. And oh. we do a California kickball with a baseball. Oh. so you know, so that works. I mean, California kickball for us is. You know that's what in elementary school is very popular so that's what we play instead of beat baseball because honestly it would take me six weeks to teach them all about the zones and all that kind of stuff right yeah, so i just don't have time to do that so but kickball is a little safer so we do that oh yeah For sure. have you ever tried to adapt
0: uh football oh.
1: no but that's interesting because i've had a couple of guys. one guy who particularly keeps calling me about that he, he's a big fan oh. of uh, seattle seahawks of course and russell wilson but he really wants us to play blind football. But it's, you know, if maybe if you got low vision, you could uh, be a lineman. It's just that once that ball's in the air, it's pretty hard to, you can't track it. And it's it's a hard, any ball there air sport is really hard to adapt. You could yeah. you could probably teach someone low vision how to do some of the things. Even, I think it probably a probably totally blind athlete can be taught to be a lineman in some sort of sense, right? But they're really going to have a hard time with any kind of, you know, where they're trying to move in, you know, in a certain direction and try to get by people. That's going to be hard to do for sure. Yeah. And a, it, like, it, like rugby and that, I mean, that's hard to do for sure.
0: Oh yeah. We had, we had a guy who used to go here that was a foot, like he played football at his high school. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what position he played, but dude was total blind and yeah, that was Charlie um, and played multiple, multiple games. Um, football totally blind i think he had some sort of human guide uh someone cited to help him but um, yeah it's
1: kind of incredible to watch well i mean you can do i mean i mean obviously like track and field is pretty straightforward to adapt you know yeah. if you've got low vision you can do certain things the, the only thing is, are are difficult are things like hurdles and pole balls but there was a girl in texas who was uh legally blind who was a, their high school state champion i think in pole ball oh. so it's possible you know it it it's just difficult in some sports. High jumping you can do, if, you know. Uh, hurdles is one that's just probably not going to happen just because there's multiple times you have to get over those hurdles. Yeah. Hurdles well,
0: terrify well, me. <laughs> we <laughs> do like to, uh, to play in regular sports, like the example of Charlie playing football. Um, a lot of teams have
3: sport and he played nose guard right across from center on defense.
0: And with tap on his different uh, right or left hip, which way he was supposed to go. Now, oh, yeah. It was very subtle. But we also had other kids in a marching band. I
1: think Sorry, band, I can't hear you. Sorry.
0: Okay. Um, we have had several kids over the years, like the example of Riff said about Charlie, and he played nose guard in yep. American football. Nose guards right across the center. And they're a very important person, they have to know which gap to go into. And so the linebacker behind them would very subtly as if talking to him or something, <laughs> tap him on his right or left hip. Which way yep. to go? And we got yep. some kids in a marching band. Yes, sir. And that would be a challenge, but they worked it out. And uh, so a lot of support from his friends working out the directional stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's and that's. I mean, we have running. We used a lot of the runners. We used to use. We didn't use even use a tether. We just had someone tap them in the hip or tap them in the elbow. Right. So there's different ways of, you know getting through those kind of motions, uh, but I've literally, almost every sport has had somebody playing. I had one girl who's, uh, she, she was legally blind. She had some pretty good vision on one side. She played in her high school basketball team. Two of them, in fact, have played in her high school basketball team. So it's certainly, you know, we've had blind athletes win the provincial championships in track yeah. and field, not as, a, you know, in the, in the open section, right? They, they were good enough athletes that they were able to do discus and javelin and shot put and win win medals, win championships. It's wow. you know there were they, the, the adaptations weren't they didn't have to have really didn't have to have too much adaptation other than some guidance to get into the ring, you know, for throwing especially. So they had I mean they did have a little bit of it, So that helped of course. But yeah. you know, they they were able to compete. So almost every sport has had it. It's it's literally volleyball is pretty hard to do. Um, you can adapt things like Babington by using a big beach ball type thing instead of a bird, little bird, or maybe maybe they just need a colored bird because they can't they can see enough to see a, a bird of a certain kind of color. But mm-hmm. you know, teachers ask me and I that that want to know if they can put a bell on it or something that doesn't work right. It's just it's not usually usually the color can help, but that's about it. It's 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 difficult, but you know it certainly can adapt a little. I mean, tennis, we were able to do it. So badminton, yeah. maybe someone will come up with something we can use.
0: When I was playing volleyball in middle school, um, one of my one of my best friends, he would always, he, he and I were always on the same team, which infuriated the teachers. But, you know, but he always helped me with the, you know, navigating the, right. the, 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 the ring, the, the court rather. Yep. And he had me serve. He taught me, he stayed after school with me to teach me how to serve and teach me how to run after it um based on the sound of how many times the ball hit the ground oh wow so i would kind of do some leaping movements to kind of get to it um so just kind of modifying the way i moved to be able to do some some of it on my own
1: well i mean and see that one of the things i i really do stress on in working with teachers especially ones who've never had a, a blind student ever is they you need to teach them all the rules all the motions. So you can teach someone who's blind how to shoot a free throw in basketball, for instance. You oh, yeah. can teach them how to serve a volleyball. You can teach them how to block. You can teach them all those all the pieces, right? Uh, yeah. Basketball, pa- you know, passing, how to pass, how to shoot. All those things. are doesn't matter if you're low vision, blind. You can still learn them. It's a little more difficult in the game, of course. But certainly, everybody should learn what those motions are and what, what the words actually mean. So you know what, when you get older and you're with your friends and you're at a party or a pub or whatever, you know, some coffee shop and you're watching, some people will be watching the game on TV. You need to know what they're talking about. Like it's good to know what a forward pass is or what, you know, what that defensive back just did or how he blocked that basketball player. I mean, that information is very important, right? So I always make sure the teachers try and teach that they don't send the student off to the. You know, to go to the exercise bike while well, everyone else is playing basketball. Everybody should learn how to play that sport, even if they don't end up playing it. They, I mean, I learned about lots of sports in school. I didn't play them all, but I learned about them, right? So, And I, I knew what the motion was, and I could try it. I could decide whether I liked it or not. I mean, golf, things like that, right? Lots of different sports. I'm so bad at
0: golf. Oh I'm <laughs> so bad at golf, but it's so much fun.
1: There's a, a lot of and blind golf is pretty big around the world. It was really spearheaded again by the Japanese. Right. They love golf. And I, one fellow really, he's really, he put a lot of time and money into supporting blind golf around the world. They have world, we've hosted the world championships twice. Great. Wow. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, I played with some guys who can, they beat me pretty bad in golf. Right? <laughs> Not that I'm good, but they beat me bad anyhow. Like, and they were totally blind. So. You know the the adaptation there is really they just tell you where the ball's going. Yeah. Your director, or your guide, or your coach, whatever they call them, and uh, sometimes the totally blind they help line up the shot. Right, that's what they do. Yeah. Other than that, you know, it's pretty much the same sport. Yeah, I was Absolutely. so bad
0: at I was so bad at mini golf we had, there was this course I was all torn up and I was trying to like I was trying to hit the ball to the next like into the hole and it bounced over. The hole and landed in the yeah. next hole. <laughs> but we thought it was just a break in the course because that course was like broken up and it just hadn't been well maintained. No, it was the golf hole. Went, jumped straight across it and went to the next one after that. And I'm like, oh my
1: gosh.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. well, that's. that's that
4: scoring. happened to me once or twice. Yeah, double score.
1: Well, I mean, at least you guys have tried different sports. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
4: One time I was playing mini golf, often there was this loopy loop you had to go through. So, yeah. And I hit it so hard, hard on loopy loop. Loop, loop that it they hit the, the loop and then it bounced up, hit the top of the loop loop it hit, went, hit the then hit the other side of the bottom, hit turned that and it flung two two uh quartz, two, two holes <laughs> down two holes, and yeah. it landed inside of the that hole. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> like, hey, That's my, kind of impressive.
1: My sighted kids, my sighted son did the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
4: I've never gonna do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Why weren't you
3: videotaping
1: it? Yeah, that was cool, but, yeah, but had, you don't know if you don't like something unless you try it, right? Absolutely. And so I—that's—I mean, I, literally, I really think people should try everything, and then they, they you, then you can decide if you, I mean, I didn't like all the sports I tried, but I certainly could. I can still watch them and know what's going on. I could decide whether I liked it or not, but I had to try it first, right? right? Exactly. You, you got to try it first. So I always—that's one of the things I really push. Make sure you try it. Maybe it's not successful, but you know what? I'm not six foot eight either. So I can't play basketball a lot. I did, but I mean, mean? like, I'm not going to be real successful at college level. Yeah,
3: right.
1: Yeah, I can try it though, right? And it was fun. Even if I'm not really good, it's still fun.
0: Sports are so much fun. And I love doing activities that I know I'm not good at because I know it'll make that if I keep doing it, I'll get better at some point.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's fun. It's also, I mean, sports is a great way to meet great people, right? Yeah. You, you yeah. get to hang out with, you're not hanging out with a guy hanging out with at 7-Eleven, right? You're, you're actually hanging out with people who have some fun. So it's, yeah. I think it's a great, it's a great way to meet people. And it's a great way to hang out with friends and do stuff. So, And that goes for adults as well. I mean, for me, that's very important. We have a, right now, because of COVID, we've had to do a lot of stuff online. But we have an online seniors fitness class that goes three times a week another one for our dragon boaters that goes twice a week they just meet on zoom and they're all blind but they're still meeting on zoom and doing exercises right do it together right dude it's like they're hanging out with each other doing yoga one of them one of the group does yoga and they're but they're blind but they're on zoom and they're doing it. so they're still with their friends which is a great especially these days an important thing right people have been obviously isolated a lot so you know it's it's yeah. it's a great thing to have sports and physical activity right that's what i that's what we try and push is being physically active being you get to do it with your friends that's absolutely. that's important
0: absolutely I, I have so much fun doing this like doing these different things because you know i i just love it
1: one of
2: my the way i think about new sports is i'm either going to do good at it or i'm going to be so bad it's funny
1: <laughs> well, that's that's right. Because I mean, that's what generally happens to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I, I, so I I do go a lot of like most years I would see probably two hundred classes. Go to I've been to like thirty communities through a year. With the last year with COVID, obviously that's been changed, right? I've been to one class a year ago. That's it. And then you know, since the fall, you know, early March from the before. And so we're really hoping that we're able to go out this year, uh, get out. School, school just started here a week ago or two weeks ago. Like okay. we, we don't start to September. So they've just started and I'm really hoping to get out so I can go visit and see these kids again. And see the you know, get out traveling and being doing stuff in person because in person is better. Right? No matter. You know, you can do stuff in Zoom, but in person is better for sure. Right. And- it's way more, way more fun for everybody, I think. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, we're getting there. We're, we're getting pretty close to it here. So our kids are all in school right now. So there you go. Yeah. They're, they're oh. not in cohorts or anything. They're actually in school, but they have to wear a mask uh, from grade four now. So.
4: Yeah. So how has the, the pandemic uh, affected your job in, most, uh, in your daily day life? How has it affected it?
1: Well, for us, the first when it first started in March, the end of March last year, a year, year and a half ago, we uh, we had, we we were actually just coming off our spring break, and so that we actually ended up staying at home and working from home. There was only there was only four of us in our office, anyhow, but we ended up working from home for about two and a half months for the ninety percent of the time. Uh, one of us would go in once in a while just to make sure that you know check the mail and stuff like that. Uh, but since last summer, we've been in, so that only lasted probably till June, and after that. We've been in our offices, but we have our own office, so, so we're separated. So that part's been okay. I haven't been, up, been able to go out and do events. We haven't had, you know, we didn't have any championships or a goalball, canceled them. All the sports were canceled for a certain period of time. In the summer, tennis started and kept going. Uh, we did have some goalball practices, and our, we were allowed to have certain numbers of people in the gym and stuff, so we were able to do that. Tennis has been going the whole time because it's only three or four at a time. So there was no, uh, no health orders that said you couldn't do it. Uh, ice hockey started in the fall, went for a little bit, but has it started again this summer, we're full, they're full on in practice now. Goal ball started. We've got full practices. Uh, you just have, you know, we have certain rules that actually just came into effect. We have a vaccine passport. So all our, if they're going into certain facilities like the, community centers or wherever we've rented ice time and stuff they have to work they have to have a vaccine passport now so and they have to mask everywhere except on the ice or, or in the field of play which means like on the gym floor or in the change room they have to have a mask on and that's probably going to be that way for another month or two two months at least but the schools are just i mean i probably can start going in the next couple of weeks but it's going to be certain conditions right you it have to be uh we have to passport vaccine passport way and just small groups for sure. But that's usually normal anyhow. So I'm, you know, and it's affected us that. But we have done a lot of online stuff. I had a sports day last two years, in fact, because this, yeah, we had to run sports days. I just did it online, so I sent out a whole bunch of different activities. They had to, you know, do a take a picture of it, take a video of it. They would do them, and they sent it in. We send them prizes for – and it's every, everything you would do at a normal kids' elementary school type of sports day, from relay races to, like, egg and spoon races to almost anything you guys you – know, people would do, right? Soccer kicking or, you know, long jump even, things like that. We just did it – they did it at home with their family, which was great, actually. It got their families involved, so we did that kind of stuff. That was one of the things we adapted. And now it's there for everybody to use on our websites. Actually, it just helped us develop more tools. Actually. We're quite happy with that part of it.
0: Okay, cool. Well, as we start to wrap up, I, I had a one more question before we kind of uh, close out. Um, and that is, uh, what do you see for the foreseeable future in regards to adaptive sports?
1: Well, I, you know, since the Paralympics we, in BC and Canada, we actually had a lot of uh, coverage this year. The most coverage they've ever had on the Paralympics. And that's always good. Uh, you know, every time the Olympics comes along, there's lots of coverage more than so this year. And so that really ramps up the interest. Uh, I, I work with a great bunch of teachers in the province. So for me, it, the future is great because we get out, they have, we have a great relationship. They trust us to come in and bring good activities to the kids and students. Uh, we could teach them how to adapt. I've, We've had national team goalball players come from a class I taught with one girl. She was in grade six, taught her goalball. She went to the Paralympics eventually, right? So there's a pathway that people can follow. Uh, this, we got to expose it to them. And so the future is long, the more people that get exposed to it, the better it's going to be. right? That's, you just have to show them that there, there is opportunity out there to travel and do things that are fun and healthy and competition's important a lot, not everybody's competitive but they all like competition right they want to be part of competing against your buddies or your neighbors or another school or another province or another country everyone there's people who like that so you know we have that ability to provide that kind of opportunity you just got to make sure they know about it so for me the hardest part is making sure every newly discovered like someone who's new, you know, a child or someone who lost their vision, that they know that there's lots of opportunities for them to do things. Like, their like their friends might be doing, it, right? You know, maybe they have a friend who's a good hockey player, or basketball player, and they see them traveling. So it's up to us to make sure that they know that that opportunity is there. So I'm I'm very stoked about the future. Once now that we get through this pandemic stuff, that we have a chance to get back and do a lot of those things. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that part.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for, thank you for, you know, being a part of our podcast today. Um, that's yeah, been really it's great, been great. actually. It's I really enjoyed wonderful. this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you, um, if anybody else has social media and they want to follow, uh, we have Twitter and Instagram. They are all at KSSB podcast, all one word, uh, lowercase. And, we shared the podcast and the social media accounts around. Our follower counts are lacking. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I'd be happy to. That's a thing. So thank you for, you know, thank everybody for either the time talking or the time listening. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: yeah. And how can we get, uh, how can more people get information on what you, what you guys are doing in uh, British Columbia? We
1: have a website. We have a website, uh, www.bcblindsports.bc.ca. Uh, so we have a website, and I think we even have a Facebook, but I think it's pretty weak right now. But we do have a, a website that has a lot of information, lots of resources that we have. But we have a number of, like, cited guide manuals. We have an early intervention manual for young you know, families to get their kids involved. Uh, and we have some, you know, resort, other uh, goalball resources, either through BC Blind Sports or Canadian Blind Sports. Their office is actually in the same, same office as mine, so we kind of work a lot. We are actually work together. A lot of the time, so I do a lot of Canadian stuff too. So we have lots of resources on there that are freely available to everybody for sure.
3: All right, perfect.
1: Awesome. Right. Well, right. thank you guys. I mean, it's great talking to you. Yeah,
3: yeah absolutely. absolutely.
1: And go Chiefs, right?
3: Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah.
1: Man, I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking. I haven't seen them play this year. I've seen Seattle. Before, but one of these days.
4: Yeah, they won the last
2: game somehow. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a nail biter. It pulled through right in the end.
4: Yeah. <laughs> don't they usually, that's that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Usually, well, okay. They usually, they usually wait <laughs> well, for the team, eat for the first half, and then just shoot up in points in the second. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: but hey, don't worry, NHL is coming back. So uh, hockey yeah, time, right. hockey time is coming. Then the real sport starts, right?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All, right.
1: All right, you guys. Hey, thanks very much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank
1: you. you. All right, guys.
3: Thanks.